Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. Hear now this call to worship. Out of the darkness of grief and despair comes a message of hope. Christ is risen. Please respond, Christ is risen indeed. We run to the tomb to see for ourselves, and it is true, Christ is risen. Please respond, Christ is risen indeed. We hear a voice call our name, and we know our risen Lord is with us now and always. Please respond, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Thanks be to God. Let's continue to worship God together. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, holy is thy name. We come as a family as one on this Resurrection Sunday, proclaiming that Christ has risen, proclaiming that as a people of God, we are not defeated, proclaiming that nothing can stop the resurrection. We come asking that your spirit be amongst us this morning, that your spirit be in every word spoken, in every song sung, in every uh, scripture read, in every prayer prayed, in every word preached, that your spirit flow into every heart, listening by phone, online, on Facebook. May your resurrection inspire us this morning to be more like Christ, to love like Christ, to forgive like Christ. And all of God's people say, amen. Justin Anderson, along with working with a couple other people, including Jarrett, Heatherly, put together this beautiful video, um, and there's two parts to it. So let's watch now. I'm so grateful that I have the truth coming to me again in a way that's helping me uh, fear not, you know, and to really trust in uh, that, you know, he's got the whole world in his hands and uh, he or she or they, you know, have the whole world in their hands. And that's um, something I can 
trust and, and it's a peace that comes, a peace that passes all understanding. The church is the people. Uh, Jesus is not here. He's in us. So when this is, when we're on the other side of this, how does the church, the people, how do we be Jesus for everyone? And showing his radical inclusive love. This is an opportunity for us. This is a resurrection for us, the church, the people of God, the people of Jesus who follow Jesus. I'm trying to do my best to sit in that grief and fully experience it rather than push it to the side and just knowing that to fully rest in that and fully experience that is um, a sign of the love that I'm able to experience from so many people in so many communities and what a gift that that is um, to be grieving because it means that there is great love there and great connection there. And to know that yes, this too shall pass, but it's okay to rest in the emotions that you have. Please bow your head for this Easter prayer as we read together and pray together. Oh God of Easter joy, we come this morning with glad shouts of acclamation. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. May this time of worship help us to truly and fully experience this risen Christ. May we be transformed, transformed into your butterfly people, winging through the earth with messages of beauty, hope, and life. Amen. We'll hear the words from one of our gospel readings read by Michael Crute and Justin Anderson. Hear the words from the Gospel of John. Early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. Peter and the other disciple left to go to the tomb. They were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and was the first to arrive at the tomb. Bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he didn't go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. He also saw the face cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other clothes, but was folded up in its own place. Then the other disciple, the one who arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They didn't yet understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. Mary stood outside near the tomb crying. As she cried, she bent down to look into the tomb. She saw two angels dressed in white, seated where the body of Jesus had been, one of them at the head and one at the foot. The angels asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She replied, They have taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've put him. As soon as she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. 
she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I'm going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. Then she told them what he said to her. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. All right, if I could have all my young saints, my children, friends, um, either come close to the camera or just listen up. Um, I just wanted to share with you guys this morning, you know, today's Easter Sunday and Easter is one of my favorite holidays. I love Easter so much. Um, and ever since I was little, I was used to getting up on Easter morning and coming to church with my friends and my family to sing songs. And we would even bring flowers from home that we would grow and we would stick them in a big cross in front of the church um, to symbolize new life because new flowers reminded us of Jesus being alive and God's love all around this world for us. But this year, you know, I felt a little sad um, because I'm not able to see all my friends in person. I can't see y'all in person. And that makes me pretty bummed out. It makes me pretty sad. And, you know, I was thinking though that when Jesus died, his friends were so sad and they were so confused because everyone thought he's going to be with us for a long time. Jesus is going to be with us forever and he's going to be this great ruler and everything's going to be okay. But that didn't happen. And our story in the Bible tells us that a few days after Jesus died, his friends saw him again. Jesus was risen. He was with them again. And you know what? They were even more scared and more confused. And I think I would be too. You know, they had heard Jesus say, I can't be with you forever, but you're going to be okay. And in fact, you're going to do amazing things in this world. Keep going and keep loving. It's not what his friends, the disciples expected, but they felt encouraged and they felt loved by what Jesus had to say. Jesus is so special because he reminded everyone that they are loved by God and they can help others know that they are loved too. Jesus brought joy and hope to everyone. And that's so special to me on this Easter day. So even though I can't be with my friends, I'm reminded of that. I'm reminded of the love that Jesus had and that we are all so loved and that we can show that same love to other people. So I have a special assignment for our kids and our grownups today, your inner child. Um, if you are friends with me on Facebook or you have my phone number, please send me a picture of what brings you joy. Um, send me a picture of where you see God's love all around you. What brings you joy? Is it you doing a silly dance? Are you singing a song? Do you, do you find something cool inside or outside? You know, God's love and joy is everywhere around us. So today, send me something that brings you joy. And maybe we'll put, um, put those pictures together. Oh, I see Pastor Darcy has us on the on the Insta, and um, we, can, uh, we can share those things together because today is about joy and about love and about sharing the love that Jesus taught us with everybody around us. All right, let's pray together. God of each one of us, we're so grateful for each child that's a part of our Park Ave family. We're so grateful for who you created them to be, unique in you. 
God, help us to teach one another and learn from our kids who teach us best that you are love, you are joy, and everything that is of you is good. God, help us to see that joy in this world today, because even though we might not know what tomorrow will look like, we know your joy is present today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know that mercies are new every morning. I have a lot of head knowledge. And I'm just hopeful and believing that this head knowledge will soon become a revelation that will turn into heart knowledge and into an expansion and into an enlarging uh, and into a greater capacity for love and for caring and for giving and for serving and for selflessness. I truly pray that this can be a time where revival happens um, and the good news is still good news. So yeah, um, love you Park Ave. What's been keeping me grounded is prayer. Um, whether it's a long, whether it's, you know, a long five, 10 minute prayer and just kind of you know, a meditation of sorts, or if it's just a couple of words, you know, God gave me strength, um, you know, to get me through whatever I'm going through at that moment. That has been the thing that just kind of really um, has helped me. How do we get rid of all the old stuff that frankly wasn't working? and resurrect into a new way to do church, into a new way to be community, into a new way to love and embrace people and to show the radical inclusive love of Jesus Christ. That's a powerful resurrection testimony and opportunity for us as the church. Now let's hear the second gospel reading from our deacon, June Chenault. Matthew 28. After the Sabbath at the dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the tomb. Look, there was a great earthquake for an angel from the Lord came down from heaven. Coming to the stone, he rolled it away and sat on it. Now his face was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. The guards were so terrified of him that they shook with fear and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, don't be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here because he's been raised from the dead just as he said, come see the place where they lay him, where they laid him. Now hurry, go and tell his disciples, he's been raised from the dead. He's going on ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. I've given the message to you. With great fear and excitement, they hurried away from the tomb and ran to tell his disciples. But Jesus met them and greeted them. They came and grabbed his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers that I'm going into Galilee. They will see me there. Now, as the women were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. They met with the elders and decided to give a large sum of money to the soldiers. 
they told them, say that Jesus' disciples came at night and stole his body while you were sleeping. And if the governor hears about this, we will take care of it with him so you have nothing to worry about. So the soldiers took the money and hit and did as they were told. And this report has spread throughout all Judea to this very day. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and spoke to them, I receive all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. Bless the reading of God's word. This is our tradition um, to do a duet a tandem sermon this morning. Pastor Darcy and I have a pattern work for you this morning. So before we go into the word, could we all bow our heads in prayer this morning? God, may the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. We come at this time asking that you open our hearts and minds to hear something life-changing and moving and special from you. May your spirit flow amongst us this morning. All of God's people say, amen. amen. Wherever you are, whether you're with your friends or with your family or with your uh, kids, turn to them, turn to your spouse, turn to your neighbor and tell them you can't stop the resurrection. And I'll give you some time to say that you can't stop the resurrection. You can't stop the resurrection. You can't stop the resurrection. Uh, but they did try. They tried to stop the resurrection. I mean, the temple leaders, the king, the emperor, the empire, the cross, the stone, the guards, even death itself. I mean, they used every tool possible, every means possible to stop the resurrection. Jesus was arrested and beaten disgraced and shamed, tried and found guilty at a sham of a trial for claiming to be a king, a king of a world, not of our own, a king whose purpose they did not understand. And sometimes if we're honest, we don't understand it either. On last Sunday, they cheered him as he came in on a donkey. They applauded his entrance, Hosanna, they shouted. It was a parade for the ages. The one whom they were waiting on is now here. Palms was laid at his feet, adored by all that saw him. But then, just five days later, five days later, the same crowd who yelled, Hosanna, now yell, crucify him. Oh, how things change so fast. Oh, how quickly do friends become enemies. Then they walked up on the hill of death. And as he walked, he carried a cross, not just for himself, but for you and for me. He carried that cross so that generations may be saved. And as he walked, they threw stones at him. They spit on him. They laughed at him. Look at the king of the Jews now. And then they nailed him to a rugged cross. They pierced him on his side. They laughed at him. And has placed the sign above his head, King of the Jews. And as he took his final breath, the whole earth shook. B.C. became A.D. And as he mumbled the words, it is finished for us in our reality, it was really only the beginning. 
Jesus' body was then taken down, wrapped in a linen cloth, and placed in a GoFundMe tomb. With a large stone rolled across the opening. Can't you see that stone? This stone was placed at the entrance of the tomb like a seal on a letter. It had to weigh at least a ton. I, I would imagine in my mind that it would take five soldiers to even move it. And then they ordered guards in front of the tomb, afraid that someone would steal the body. Can you imagine what the guards were saying in their mind? Can't you imagine what it is that they were saying? Even if they did steal the body, what can a dead body do? What can a dead body do but create rumors? But the powers that be knew that rumors have started a revolution. Can't you hear the guards' conversation asking each other, why are we here? This man is dead. I could be home with my family drinking wine, playing Uno or Spades. But instead, we are here guarding a dead body. Why are we here? What is it that they are afraid of? Isn't death the end? Isn't taking this man's life not enough? Dead folks don't come back. Can't you see them talking? The powers that be tried and failed. You can't stop the resurrection. They couldn't stop it because for Jesus, it was his destiny. It had to happen. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation of our Christian faith. Without the resurrection, the belief in God's saving grace through Jesus is destroyed. When Jesus rose from the dead, he confirmed his identity as the son of God and his work of atonement and redemption and reconciliation and salvation had to happen. The resurrection couldn't be stopped. It had to happen. So after the Sabbath, the Bible tells us that the dawn, the first day of the week, Mary Magnum and, other, and the other Mary went to the tomb. And then there was a violent earthquake, a, an announcement of such, a sound of a spiritual introduction as the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, going to the tomb, busted open, rolled it back, and the word tells us that the angel then sat on it. It tells us that the angel appearance was like lightning. His clothes was white as snow. The, the guards were so afraid. They shook in fear and they became, the board tells us, they became like dead men. They passed out face first. And then the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. But glory be to God, he is not here. He has risen just as he said, come and see the place where they laid him. Jesus is risen. So they tried, they tried to stop. The resurrection, yeah, the temple leaders did, the king, the empire, the cross, the stone, the guards, even death. I mean, they tried to use every tool possible, every means possible. Jesus was arrested, beaten, disgraced, shamed, tried, and found guilty at a sham of a trial. He was a king coming with a purpose that they did not understand. And if we're honest, we sometimes don't understand as well. We don't understand. We don't understand, yet we know you can't stop the resurrection. 
They tried to stop it. They told us stay inside, not remembering the spirit she rises. They told us be afraid of viruses, germs, bacterium, and bacillus, of things we don't know, the organisms that are trying to kill us. And it is scary and foreign, this COVID-19 virus, those dead or exposed in the U.S. has reached more than 265,000 cases. This pandemic is at home. It's right in our faces. So many have had losses. The impact is so heavy. Will those I love survive this? The numbers of symptomatic people reported is only a fraction of the accurate amount of those who have the virus. For every confirmed case, there is likely five to 10 more undetected. Listening to voices from news, podcasts, and community, crying out for access to testing, healthcare, and no equal opportunity. For those who've lost jobs, furloughed, cut back, unemployed, we hear about the stimulus that's not enough, like an incomplete steroid. My heart goes out to those in my queer community who lived through the AIDS epidemic and might be being triggered by this new kind called pandemic. Our native brothers and sisters carry an attempted genocide through bioterrorism in their bones, in their DNA. And who is being impacted most by this contagion? Low-income, hourly laborers, communities of color, healthcare workers, grocery store employees, caregivers with children to teach and raise and remain calm with. For God's sake, black women are not being believed with their symptoms. This circumstance might not look for time for the resurrection, but this is a time for a revolution. These statistics are scary and self-protection is vital, and maybe this crisis is forcing an evolution, a revival. They tried to stop the resurrection and take faith, hope, and joy along with it. They told us, hold over in the house, shrink down, be afraid. They tried to defer us, suspend us, delay, and discontinue. This interruption from physical closeness leaves us disunited, detached, and partitioned. Of course, we remember it wasn't until touching skin to skin that Thomas finally believed our beloved Jesus. For others, it took breaking bread and communion. Then Jesus was revealed for the sacred union. So how in this time of distancing and separation do we know and believe that you can't stop the resurrection? And no, I don't mean be careless with that caution, not mean together can't stop the revolution. The movement for justice, access and equality has advanced in ways that we might not be familiar with yet. Disability activists have been saying for years that working from home is a viable option. So now for those living and thriving, along with others who need to stay close to home, new parents with children they can't leave alone, we all have access to online experiences. I see church without walls, the spirit of bold, creative inclusion, apart from this gathering convention. You can't stop the resurrection. I see, I believe, I see it in each one of you that I know. Deep down in my soul, this truth must spring forth. I see evidence shown in kindness unfurled. I see art and resistance and people reaching toward each other virtually and with their voices and songs, the production of art 
and radical creation is phenomenal. We are realizing the manifold ways we are coming together. We make and we reach, we construct and combine, we fabricate and network, we devise and unite, we formulate and relate, we merge and create online, on phones, behind masks and shields. Six feet apart is a long enough distance, but the heart reaches closer and we can find these new relations. You can't stop the resurrection. You can't stop it because it lives inside us. We are part of the resurgence, not because just of what we believe or even who we follow, but because we ourselves experience our own personal resurrections, a rebirth from death. That's what we've been through. From days that we didn't think we could get out of bed to the times we thought our ability to love had been broken to those dark times when I hoped I wouldn't come to the personal letdowns, an interpersonal loss, a grief so deep that all we could do is make the sign of the cross. From then to now, where we see the light coming through the cracks, it's in breaking and healing that we can see at last. The resurrection is unstoppable. This thing isn't canceled. It went underground, inside, online. It lives still. This can't stop your resurrection. This won't stop your resurrection. There have been many of times in all of our lives where things seem to be at a standstill. This is one of those times. But it's not just COVID-19, if we're honest. Many of us were already at the point of giving up before COVID-19. Let's be honest, maybe you and I, and I, and I can be honest, I was already kind of frustrated about things and about life, about a job, about a relationship, about decisions made. And maybe this time has magnified the anxiety, the worry about tomorrow. Or maybe COVID-19 in this time has given you and I the time to reflect on who we are and where we are and has jump-started the engine that has been stalled in our life. Some of us living with mental illness, affliction, had been done, been stricken from fear inside, whether real or fictitious. This COVID-19 puts all fear and worry right out in the light, giving us the opportunity to confront it and grow for worry and dread perish in the light. So how have we grown in this time having revolutionary personal insight? Revolutionary personal insight. Yes, this time is uncomfortable. But if you remember one of my last sermon, I talked about how being uncomfortable can change things sometimes. For us as people to see the things that hasn't working or is working, it sometimes needs to go through a change. Something needs to be made to realize the direction that we're going may or may not be the best way forward. The best way forward, the best way forward without capitulating to capital, to a capitalist system that says you are what you produce. You are more than your production, but ask yourself, what are the things that we've been able to focus on in this time of survival? What are the things that we've been able to focus on in this time? 
with all that is going on, we are still here as one body, as one people proclaiming that the resurrection is real, that nothing can stop it, that nothing can stop our own personal resurrection in our lives if we don't allow it. Allow it, allow it inside, out of the situation that seems so dark and despondent. Perhaps we'll learn how to love and be there and respond to it. I see resurrection in the forgiveness and compassion of others in a person's ability to grow and change and connect and create. I see it at Park Ave, where we refuse to be satisfied with only surface relationships. Do you see it at Park Ave? Because I do. Things do seem out of sorts. Yes, the rain is coming down, but the word tells us that in the morning time, in the morning time, the sun will shine, that the plans that God has prepared and made for us is not for our ill, but for our, produce, for our good, for us to prosper, not for our end. For our good, not our end. It's hard to see now, and it's okay if you're not there, but this day is about the impossible, the way forward, the miracle that is coming. The miracle that is coming, the miracle that is here today. And at the end of this, our little light will still shine. The darkness has came upon it, but the darkness will not overtake it. Your resurrection is for you and you and, and you. you and you. It is your destiny to overcome just as Christ did, to defeat things that have been undefeated in your life, to move mountains that have come in your way so that you can go beyond where you have been before. Nothing can stop the resurrection. Nothing can stop the resurrection. We are going to come out of this on the other side. We will make it. We will grow. We will change. We will be different at the end. We will be different at the end. And just as Christ did, we will rise again. We will lift our heads up on high and we will move in a direction that is in line with God and everything that is in mind with Christ's mission. To live a life worth living. To live every day as if it is your last. Not to hold back on pursuing your destiny and your purpose through God that has been given just to you. God has given us our goal the goal to be reunited and whole with our identity complete in one, in the one who tells us truth with compassion, the one we long to meet. Yes, the one we long to meet. So yeah, things have tried to stop your resurrection. COVID-19, a job, bills, a relationship, a habit, depression, not having enough, not feeling like enough. It all tried to stop your resurrection. But remember, you have a destiny. God has placed something on your life. You have a mission to complete. The mission. And the mission doesn't mean that we have to be perfect, but walk in kindness and humility, showing earnestness to see how our destinies interlock. Our destinies interlock. Because nothing can stop that. Nothing can stop that. So this Easter morning, we're going to lean into our own resurrection. We're going to lean into our own breakthrough, realizing that our life has a purpose because Christ gave up his life, defeated death, rose on this day so that we may rise on our day.
Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively. Mm -hmm.